Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Back at the God Shack. Uh, it is just me, Yakadoo, today. I don't have anybody to talk to because, well, the season's over. And now that the season's over, all the raft guides have left. Now, fortunately, uh, the permit season for the Lower Rogue is now done. And anybody who wants to launch out there can just put in, uh, I guess you're supposed to stop by Rand and let them know that you've gone out into the wilderness. Uh, but because of this, all the raft guides who just finished up their seasons are headed down to the Rogue to, I would imagine, do a little bit of end of year partying, blowing off some steam. Uh, with that being said, I'm just going to recap some stuff that happened this summer. Um, mostly just the highs. I don't really feel obligated to talk about any of the lows. Um, so ultimately as a raft guide, the highs of my summer was hanging out with people, uh, getting to talk with all sorts of different types of people, uh, coming from all over the United States. Uh, we didn't have a lot of people from outside the country, thanks to the vids and, yeah, I had some interesting groups for sure. Uh, one of them was definitely one that I will not forget. It was a group of six ladies who were on what they were claiming was an eviction vacation. Apparently they had all been evicted from their homes. At which point they decided to just go on vacation instead of finding a new home, I guess. Um, when I had them that day, we were seen by a few couple of Hell's Gate jet boaters, and they were hell-bent on showing the Hell's Gate boaters their buttholes. They just couldn't seem to help themselves. But when you're on an eviction vacation, I mean, I don't know, I guess that's part of the protocol. I haven't done that before, so I don't really know. Um, towards the end of the day, we ran, uh, Argo and we decided to do a 180 in the rapid and slide through the rocks at the bottom in reverse, which was exciting. Uh, the flow was a little bit higher. And once we got through, uh, they informed me that because it was a boat full of ladies that they knew how to handle a heavy flow, which caught me off guard when they first said it and then the realization was like oh gotcha cool 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 yeah 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 you guys nailed it um <clears throat> so that was an interesting day we had a nice little transfer of tip that was so smooth you would have thought that i used to be a drug dealer which i wasn't ever a drug dealer i don't deal drugs i deal in smiles that's why i'm a raft guide so Moving on from the eviction vacation, we then get to uh, families that have decided to take their young children on the Nugget Powerhouse section, which is fine. Um, but from the standpoint of a raft guide, when you have people under the age of 10 years old on your raft uh, in rapids that could potentially hold you under for up to about 10 to 15 seconds, it's a little nerve-wracking for you. Now... There's a gentleman by the name of Jeff Wishard who sits at Nugget and takes pictures of everybody that goes through Nugget. And after doing one of these runs, uh, I had a dad with two twin daughters in the boat who were both about nine or ten. 
And one of them was absolutely terrified by the end of the trip, and the other one thought that they had just had the most fun on the planet. And when I went back and looked at the pictures that Jeff had taken, the one who was excited about the trip, she somehow managed to make sure that she was looking at the camera for about eight of the nine pictures, which was incredible. The camera awareness for some people is just outstanding. They see a camera and they just gravitate towards it, they smile, they laugh. It's fantastic. It makes for wonderful pictures. So if more of you can get some camera awareness when going through some Class 4 Rapids, that would be much appreciated from your raft guide so we get better pictures. Uh, let's see. What else happened this summer? I got to go boating with my best friend, uh, Nick Faulkner, or as you guys probably know him now as Taco Face. Uh, he wasn't a raft guide until this year, and I kind of made it seem like it was so much fun that he needed to quit his career job and become a raft guide, which was awesome. Going boating with him this summer was is quite a kick in the pants. We had a pretty good time. Uh, shoot, let's see, what else? Man, I don't know, a lot of stuff has happened in the last six months. And I feel like you guys have probably heard most of it. So, instead of continuing to drone on about those things, I guess... Let's talk about winter boating. Uh, a lot of people, when you tell them that you go boating in the wintertime, they're under the impression that you're a crazy person. But there's no such thing as bad weather. There's just simply bad gear. So if you want to go boating in the wintertime, you need to invest in probably uh, some nice thick wool underlayers and a dry suit. So that way you can go out and catch these rivers at flows that almost and nobody else gets to see them at. And... Uh, Ultimately, you get to have tons and tons of fun with just your buddies instead of having to worry about customers um, and what they're going to do if they swim. When you're boating with your buddies, at least you have a general idea of how they're going to respond if things go south. And that's exciting. But not only that, you get to go run rivers and creeks that wouldn't be in in the summertime traditionally. And you kind of got to catch them on the flow. So we're all constantly watching weather patterns and flow rates at different areas of the state of Oregon. And uh, this winter, I'm really looking at trying to get on the lava section of the Deschutes. Uh, I've heard some really good things about that. I've heard that it's a really fast-paced Class 5 section of water, uh, which is exciting. And I also am trying to look at maybe running some South Fork of the Umpqua runs. They claim to be Class 4, Class 5 stuff. Uh, but you never really know till you know, you know. Uh, just got to go out there and start scouting put-ins, takeouts, figuring out where the rapids are, which ones are the ones that we need to pull over and scout. Um, and all sorts of other things like that. Also have... My site's set on a little section of creek called Canyon Creek. Uh, it's out by Kirby, and it's a little tight gorge that flows into Josephine Creek that then flows into the Illinois River, um, which is another river that I'm looking at trying to run again this winter. Uh, I got to do it last winter, and it was an absolute utter kick in the pants. It was so much freaking fun. Uh, the first time getting your eyes on Greenwall is a little bit um, demoralizing as you stand on the side of the river and you're looking at it. And you're going, son of a bitch, this 
doesn't seem to end. And when it does end, it ends in this massive recirculating hole at the bottom that you have to kind of thread the needle to the left of it uh, or just go right into the hole and see what happens, I suppose. Um, but doing stuff like that is really what makes me excited to go boating. Um, most people think that it's actually the running of the rapid, but for me, it's like you get out and when you're doing your scouts, you're looking at this rapid and you're trying to figure out, uh, the flow and the currents in order to, um, have to do as little of work as possible when you're going through these rapids and just kind of let the river do most of the work. Um, but in order to do that, you have to be able to figure out what the water's doing. Um, sometimes it's a little tricky. I uh, know when we were on the cow salmon last spring, uh, there was a rapid called Last Chance that when you're looking at the rapid, it looked like you could cross a lateral wave and it would put you on a different current that was a little bit further left and had more of an open chute that would run you down. But as we started watching everybody go, uh, that first lateral had a tendency to push people over to the right and then you would end up in this little channel on the right-hand side. Um, so sometimes you do your scouts and you think that you've read the water right and as it turns out, you did not. <laughs> which is also exciting because at that point it's real-time problem solving how do we get here and how do we get out of here um, without flipping a boat or swimming anybody which is always fun uh, whew, let's see well at the end of the month it would appear that we have a trip going out for Halloween on the Lower Rogue it is going to be the first time that I've ever done a five-day lower rogue trip. Uh, seems like way too much time to be down there, but also I feel like that allows for some time for some layover days, uh, jump up on the rogue trail, kind of do a little bit of exploring by foot, if you will, which is not really my ideal form of exploring. Personally, I'm a big fan of exploring from a boat, to where, like, you know, the current is doing most of the work instead of your legs. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to boating with some people that I haven't seen in a while. Because once rafting season starts, you have a tendency to just kind of lose touch with people. Even your close buddies. I mean, heck, I think I've only seen Joshua Blue maybe four or five times since the beginning of June. And uh, so he's going to be on the trip. We're going to get to go boating, do some little R2-ing, uh, jumping in and out with Danielle and letting Danielle do some R2-ing. And we got a little gear boat that we're going to be running, so that way we don't have to throw anything in our R2 raft, which is going to be nice. And also, we've all been rowing pretty heavy gear boats or boats loaded with people for the whole summer, so having a super light little raft is going to be super fun and exciting. You're going to be able to go places that you wouldn't be able to go in your normal gear boats. <coughs> I guess at that point, we're just kind of like, we're like privateers. Just exploring the open river with a boat that goes exactly where you want it to. It, it, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to have to change up my rowing style for that. Because uh, in a big heavy gear boat, I almost kind of treat the boat like a drift car. Where if you know that you got to go left around a corner you got to kind of pitch your raft a little bit sideways and kind of push into that corner, maybe get a little bit of an eddy line on the nose of your boat to pull you so that way you're not having to do as much work. Um, 
And I noticed other boaters, gear boaters, in the last couple of months for these fishing trips, they're all running 17, 18-foot rafts, and we were running a nice little 16-footer, so it was riding super low in the water, and it was horridly unresponsive. So again, it's going to feel like I'm in like a sports car now that I'm going to be in a mostly empty, like, 16-foot boat rowing. It'll be really, really fun, super exciting, looking forward to it. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm excited about this winter. Uh, me and Ellen went and ran Powerhouse five times the other day, and kind of allowed her to kind of get used to that rapid before she starts guiding it next summer. Uh, I'm gonna probably go and do the same thing at Nugget here in the next week or two. Uh, just get out there and get her used to the rapid figuring out how that water is pushing the boat around so again she can run it in the summertime uh, which is something that she wants to do and she's really interested in being a paddle guide over rowing a boat although rowing a boat she's an absolute savage um, I think she ran less trips than most of the guides at Morrison's but every time that she would go she would at least run super nice clean lines which was awesome and the few times that she didn't run clean lines, it felt like she was really hard on herself, personally. Um, because she's looking at three, four, five-year guides who have been rowing boats for a long time, and she's, I think, holding herself to the same standard as that, but <clears throat> hasn't had enough time behind the sticks. But either way, she's pretty much sorted it all out herself and styles everything. She's a total badass, like I said. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how her raft guiding progresses. And this winter, she fully plans on spending as much time out in the R2 situation with us, getting a little more time on the water and becoming more comfortable sitting in the boat. Let's see, who else? Uh, Nick, or Taco Face. Also, he just got a boat, and he's got his dry suit, so we'll be doing a lot of boating with him. Uh, try to get him on the podcast throughout the winter. Um, but really, I'm kind of hoping that this winter I, it allows me to run into more raft guides from other rivers. I feel like so far this podcast has really just stayed on the Rogue River more than anything, which is fine. But it doesn't allow for a lot of a diverse thought. It kind of creates this collective thought. We all are just running the same river all the time. And we've come up with ideas that suit our river but might not be applicable to other locations. Um, so really looking forward to that. Hoping to get a hold of uh, Robert Delgado this winter and do a podcast with him. He's... Just as such an amazing boater, like me and my pal partner JB, like we sit around and watch his videos, trying to figure out, like, okay, where, why did he put in that draw stroke? Why did he put in a pry? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And uh, I don't know if you if you want to watch some really good rafting video, look up Robert Delgado. He's got some epic content out there running. Uh, Canyon Creek in Washington, running Lava Falls, running uh, the Sandy. Uh, when the Sandy gets pumping, that thing is rowdy. Um, and he's just, I don't, he's 
he lives in Portland, so he's got all these like rivers around Portland that he's explored, and I'm hoping that this winter I get the opportunity to go up there and kind of explore some rivers with him, or not necessarily with him, have him take me on the rivers he's explored and show me the ropes, I guess, is really what's happening there. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd come in, say hey, Give you guys kind of a rundown on what is there to be expecting throughout the rest of this podcast. I'm thinking the winter time I'm going to be talking with a, as many people outside of the Rogue as possible. Um, and then throughout the summer, just because the Rogue is where I work, uh, that's just what we're going to end up be talking about. So hopefully it doesn't get too monotonous for you. Uh, if you guys wanted to, you could send me some messages on Instagram or Facebook and just kind of like tell me about people that you think I should be po- or I should be doing podcasts with and see if I can't kind of link up with them and have a nice fun conversation, talk with them about their experiences as a guide. Uh, if there's anything that I can do better in my podcast, again, just get on Facebook or get on Instagram and Send me a message on Instagram. I'm Yakadu88, and on Facebook, I'm Micah Showerman. I'm pretty much the only one. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, let me know. Leave me a good review, maybe. Um, anything helps. Uh, just anything to get the the name out there share the podcast with your friends if you think that they would enjoy it or, or i mean even if you don't think they'd enjoy it just share it with them anyway uh make them listen to it <laughs> uh, no, no no don't don't force anybody to do anything they don't want to do that's not really the train that i'm on these days uh but yeah Sorry it's been so long since the last podcast, and hopefully I'll have another good one for you here in the near future that involves me having a conversation with other people and not just droning on about nonsense. Uh, I think I've pretty much said enough for now, so uh, yeah. Hope you guys are all doing well. See you out on the water. Later.